Welcome to Checks and Balances. I am Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And today, the age-old question, should I buy a batch? So, Mike, can I give you the life of a financial advisor? I know, I know. But, James, I'm also a financial advisor. You're just the guy who finds money, okay? I'm <laughs> just a guy with a podcast pulling numbers out my backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a bag of money. Do you yeah. want it? Do you not want it? <laughs> Interest. What is On that? the actual financial planning side, let me talk to you about how it goes, okay? Okay, you've got your first home. Let's talk about retirement. Well, James, retirement sounds fun, but I'd really like a batch. And I go, <sighs> because you know why? I hate batches. Controversial take? <laughs> I mean, you hate a good time, so... No. Yeah, I'm leaving the party at 10, I'm going yeah. home, ordering $100 of sales pizza, eating one slice so and falling asleep. Exactly what you do, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's I, in I, the budget. Yeah, look, defi- like think of a financial plan as a car, and debt is the engine. So your financial plan ain't going nowhere without a little bit of debt, right? <laughs> so in all seriousness, today's episode is about should you buy a batch or our, for our friends down south? Because there's actually a lot of friends, mm. a lot of farmers as well. Yeah. You know, these are supple finance hands and the farmers being like, James, keep help. You know, I need your help. And I'm like, I know nothing about your life. I've actually been given um, messages being like, when I'm uh, milking at 4.30 in the morning, I'm listening to checks and balances. And I'm like, dang, I never thought I'd hear that. Man, you hope that's a farmer selling that to you. <laughs> oh, oh my. Uh, so I get asked all the time. <laughs> that makes it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely going in. Ravi's giggling in the background. Uh, so I get asked all the time, should I buy a batch, should I not? And the reality is there are huge financial implications, but there are also times where I say it is okay. The other thing we're going to, so we're going to be talking about, should you do it? Should you not? A case study, some examples. Mm. The other thing I'm going to be doing is giving live updates of the All Blacks vs. Island game. Now, obviously, breaking the fourth wall because the game's already happened when you're watching this. Mike, 76 minute. Yeah. AB's up 28-24 at the moment. Oh, God, that's worrying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Ravi, we should have like the game playing in the top corner, yeah. but we'd probably be breaking some trade can't marks. afford the rights for that. Yeah. So, Mike... <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because we have a bit of fun. Okay. Dream batch. Where are we going? What does it look like? I would say probably Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> on the on the face side of Istanbul. What does it look like? Probably just like three-bedded apartment, uh, mid-century modern, or like New York lifestyle with a view out over the Bosphorus. Ravi, were you ex- I mean, maybe we didn't give a clear enough scope. I was thinking New Zealand. Did you think New Zealand? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem with Kiwis. Y'all just think about New Zealand and not the rest of the world. Yeah. Okay, all right, James. Dream batch. Lay it on me. And if you say the Coromandel, I'm like, but mate, Coromandel's great, but you've been to Fiji. <laughs> you've been on that bullet bus? Yeah. It's bloody good. Yeah. I'm going to Waiheke. Yeah. I'm going to Waiheke. <laughs> I'm probably getting like a $2 million place, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. The other thing, highly. Sorry, dream batch, $2 million. Oh, it's like a realistic batch. Whatever. Do you think that's too high or too low? Too low. Oh, if yeah. I said you dream car and you went, oh, probably a signature class Toyota Camry, I'd be like, yeah. okay, mate. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the petrol is so efficient on that Toyota Camry. <laughs> uh, the reason for it, uh, controversial take, I actually don't like the batchy batches where it's like not comfortable. I want a house. I want a house with a view on Waiheke. Waiheke because of the ease of getting around, right? You want, you want to be able to get there in 45 minutes. Yeah. 
the funny thing is James and I, um, like back when the market was, you know, absolutely popping off, we're thinking, hey, why don't we buy a batch on Waiaki with our friend Dave and we can go thirds in it. It'll be great because Dave will never use it because like, you know, just the man just never doesn't like leaving the house. So we like pitched this little lunch on Waiaki where we all went over together on the ferry and stuff. James and I missed the ferry. Uh, Dave has never been to Waiaki before, has his son and wife who is wearing heels uh, in tow doesn't know how to get to Cable Bay, so gets on the bus to the bottom of the hill and then has to walk up pushing a pram with his wife in heels in like 30-degree heat. We show up late. Drunk. By the, <laughs> drunk. By the time we get there, the batch is off. Yeah. Dave is out. Dave is like, get me off this godforsaken island. I do not want to be here. You can see the look on the eyes. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's, let's get into it. So, I mean, the whole boat batch bmw it's the kiwi dream unless you're this bloke who wants to go to istanbul which right. i don't blame you for going to istanbul it's just random that that's a that's not a batch location because batches are about frequency of visits how are you gonna make the most of the house in istanbul i i digress mike let me ask you why are you kiwis because i'm going to talk about yeah. how it's way more efficient just to have a bucket load of cash to go and spend it on overseas trips each year why do they want a batch? Why don't why don't they just want to travel? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of reasons, right? And number one is probably the classic Kiwi dream. You know, uh, you're spending summers at the batch with the kids, building lasting memories, same place, it's familiar, it's easy. And I guess to a degree at some point, you can probably go, oh, we'll leave it in the family and pass it down to the kids. Uh, that never works out well, by the way. Um, and you they know, all hate each other oh, and yeah, talk yeah, to each yeah. other by the end. Um, uh, and, you know, that's probably a really ingrained piece of, uh, I guess, shared goal across the country and across a lot of different families, right? It's harping back to those memories at the batch where you are absolutely bouncing your siblings playing backyard cricket. Yeah. Whoa, I tell you what, little Cooper, 10 months old, I'm coming into a steam off a short Body round. Line. He's like, yeah. <laughs> we'll play dead. Um, Ravi, reminds me, future episode, write it down, how inheritances will uh, ruin your family. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's seen as a sign of success, more easily accessible than an overseas yep. holiday. We can chuck everyone in the car, drive to a place. Mm. Uh, as you said, people go, ah, oh, it can be like the family, you know, all these family memories. Yep. Um, the question is, Mike, is it a good investment? Well, good is a subjective number. <laughs> <laughs> Look, am I a good person? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Look, uh, we'll give you the short and dirty here. Uh, generally speaking, no, a batch is not a good investment decision. Um, they are in small coastal towns in New Zealand um, and really only rely on when the market is very good, then your batch might be worth something as opposed to two Betty Townhouse Auckland. Yeah, yeah. It's a very lazy asset on your balance sheet. Um, and I really just look at it as more owner-occupied debt mm. because it's not like we're buying an investment property where we're renting it out long-term. We might sell it in the future. It's not like we're investing in funds. It's not like we're buying into a business. It's literally just a box with land that you do not... People don't want to sell their batches, right? They're not yeah. going to sell them in retirement. They want to keep them within the family. Yeah, and for everyone who says, oh, Airbnb it, look, to be honest, chances are you probably won't. And the risk with Airbnb is that regulations change and all of a sudden Airbnb is removed and it's not an option. Like in New York at the moment where you are not allowed to have a new Airbnb property on the market or they will find you. And Italy's just introduced that as well. So, oh, really? Well, because the big thing, like lots of parts of the world, there's a shortage of mm. um, 
rentals, right? Yeah. So what they're doing is saying, look, you can't stay under 30 days uh, in these places and it's completely changing the the rental Airbnb market. If you own Airbnb shares at the moment, it should be quite interesting. Absolutely. All um, right, so let's give them a case study. Cool. So let's say you are a 40-year-old uh, with a household income of 380K, so that's a couple. Um, well, one very uh, well-off person. Uh, I mean, we're talking about having a batch, right? It's a good to have yeah, good income. Yeah, so like a $600,000 mortgage, and the goal is to retire at 55 and have a batch for a million dollars. If this couple buy the batch, they will be forced to work full-time in their, until they're 65. If they don't buy the batch, we could hit that goal of getting retirement by 55. So a 10-year difference there in your working life that is really important to think about. They will be $2 million worse off. Now that, as a headline, is a lot. So we'll dive into that a bit. Uh, and in fact, they could uh, take an additional $25,000 per annum of, expense, uh, of, exp- annum of expenses. Blech. Uh, and travel the world each year until 65 and still retire at 65. So I messed 55. that last 55. I messed that last one up a little bit because it helps if you read the notes before. I am <laughs> trying to watch the All Blacks in the corner of the screen. No, I'm not. Uh, so, James, give me an update on the All Blacks and then fix that last sentence that I ruined. 28 24, still the ABs. One minute left in the game. I really hope it doesn't tick over green in a second. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, coming back pretty much a million dollar batch, you'll be $2 million worse off. Now, how do you how do you buy something for a million and you're two million dollars worse off? Opportunity cost. Opportunity cost, also interest costs. Mm. So you gotta remember a million dollars of debt at a seven percent interest rate is costing you 70 G's a year, which is still a hundred K salary, right? Mm. Mm. I mean, it is a lot of money to dump into a lazy asset that's not helping you go forward. The other piece, which I, I tell people this all the time when they go to me, they want to buy a batch, is because the costs of the interest on the mortgage alone is 70 grand a year in this example. If you take 25 grand and blow it on an overseas holiday every year, Mike's thinking 25 grand's not enough to travel. <laughs> I was but, like, that's a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, get to the airport and back. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's what you're doing in Hamilton that's costing 25 grand. Uh, 25 grand a year, you can still go and do that and retire at 55 is the big difference because the cost of the debt is so significant. And then obviously, if you're only paying 25 grand, the interest cost was 70K, but all of this spare cash flow to focus on paying off your own mortgage, to buy investment properties, yeah. to invest in funds, to get ahead. Yeah, and I think, Ravi, another episode for the future, uh, Mike and James try and blow 25 grand in Hamilton on a weekend. Yeah, see how we go. Wealth team is not paying. I reckon I could blow 25 grand by the time we hit Bombay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of Maccas. Yeah. Uh, So that's that's why you were so much worse off with a batch, right? Now, if your personal debt was lower, your income was higher, or you weren't bothered about retiring at 55, you're happy to work about till 65, then there are scenarios where you can make this work. And this is why a financial plan is not about what makes me the most money. It's about how do I achieve my goals? Mm. Everybody says pretty much the same three things to me. I want the option to retire early. I want to help get my kids ahead in life. And I want a batch. Usually I go, if you're in a good situation, pick two of the three. Yeah. And it depends how much you like. Yeah. And most people say like a similar three things to me, which is like, I want a house. Give me some more debt. And God, you're so pretty. Yeah. 
You're the client saying two of those things. He's saying yeah. one. <laughs> I told you, you shouldn't tell clients they're pretty. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the big thing is in a financial plan, you just have to prioritize these these goals. And if mm. you have enough income, if you've got a good enough financial position, if you've been good enough at delayed gratification early in your life, then you are in a great spot to potentially do this. But sometimes I talk to people and they go, we want a batch. And I'm like, dog, you're going to have to work till you're 80. Yeah. And they're like, I'm still going to buy the batch. That's where I'm like, why are we paying for a financial plan? Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, you guys are so sensible. It's all doom and gloom. I can't do this. You're missing the point here. What we're asking you to do is make informed choices about your financial future, right? And the decisions you make need to be fully played out in terms of, okay, what happens? You know, let's say I bought a batch at 3% interest and then it went to 7%. Okay. So now that extra interest cost per year I'm now having to service on my own mortgage plus the additional mortgage and I ain't renting it out, all of a sudden becomes quite an interesting problem to fix. Yeah, and then just if I take a a very quick uh, brief stop and just say to all our Irish fans out there, you're on a 17-game winning streak. You've never got past the quarterfinal. It was your best chance to ever win a World Cup. Looks like you're not winning one. (laughs) Also, yeah, yeah. See you in four years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so coming back after that uh, that little break, uh, Mike, you touched on it a little bit before, but I just want to go a little bit deeper. So mm-hmm. we've spoken about the case study, the Airbnb thing, yeah. right? I hear it all the time mm. and it's just a load of crap. And the, the main reasons are, okay, when is an Airbnb popular? The so summer months. When do you want to be there? Summer months. Like you're, you're not going to want to rent it out when you can get your highest cost per night, you're going to rent it out on Waiheke when it's 12 degrees and it's cold and it's <laughs> All wet. All the vineyards are sharp. Yeah. yeah, and nobody wants to go there. Yeah. So you're not going to rent it out. Um, the other thing is people don't like randoms going through their home. So if you've got all your stuff there, people get funny about that kind of thing. They don't want to have them there. And the other bit is people forget about the costs. Mm. They might even, I've had clients make 80 grand from an Airbnb and they haven't made any money. Yeah, I know. It actually is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole range of reasons why Airbnbs don't work. Sure, it can be quite a profitable exercise, but just the token throwing out, we're going to Airbnb it, doesn't stack up. Unless you buy a two to three bedroom apartment in Istanbul, around about 120,000 euros, I think we're paying maybe like 250, 300 euros a night, uh, you will almost get 80 to 90% occupancy rate, cost are through the floor. The only issue is, is that one day they might just turn around and take it off you because the government doesn't really like foreigners. So if you are interested in Michael's timeshare, Michael <laughs> at lighthousefinancial.co.nz. Forward slash Istanbul, let's make some money. Yeah. It's a weird email address. <laughs> Starting investments, 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Forward slash? All right. So, Mike, let's wrap it up. In summary, should you get a batch? Yes, in Istanbul. <laughs> it depends. Once again, it depends on your financial plan. You need to have the clarity of if I do, if I buy a batch, how will it impact my other goals? Yeah. And the perfect thing about money, I say this and then I, I contradict myself straight yeah. away, is there's no wrong decisions. <laughs> there's definitely wrong decisions. I was doing Mike's financial plan the other day. Literally, the man was in the fetal position. Now, you might be thinking, oh, this is a metaphor. No, no. Literally in the fetal position. You need to work on your body language. I don't have a poker face. Yeah. 
Uh, but <laughs> back to it. Uh, should you get a batch? It depends on your ability to achieve your other goals, and then you have to prioritize your goals. Don't kid yourself that it's a good investment, though. Really, yep. it's just sinking a bunch. It's a lifestyle of cash. choice. Yep. Uh, so we'll wrap it up there. Mike, anything to touch on in terms of takeaways? Before no, I we think wrap we it wrap it up there, just like the All Blacks wrapped up the Irish campaign for the World Cup. A good night, Irene. Yeah, 17 wins in a row. Pretty good, but 18 would have been better. Please review, subscribe. Irish fans, if you don't subscribe, I don't give a damn. We will see you next time. Save your breath to cool your pass. <laughs> <laughs>